0: Matt Stepp, at 9.01 a.m. this morning, the districts were not uploaded on the UIL website. Your emotions at that moment. You know that Nick Offerman gif from
1: uh, Parks and Rec where you just throw in the computer in the dumpster? That's basically how I felt.
0: and step your premium texas high school football podcast from your friends your amigos your very very tired buddies at dave campbell's texas football and texasfootball.com i am the tep greg tepper and i'm the step matt step thank you for being a dave campbell's texas football insider and welcome to what is probably uh, is this the quintessential tep and step episode
1: I'd say this and the preseason ones are about as nerdy as we get. They're, this is this is pretty Dork Town right now. We're, we're, we is, are on a, a train straight to Dork Town. Oh, this is oh, this, this is a lot.
0: Is, you know what I mean? This is yeah. this is. There's a lot going on here because uh, we are fundamentally our wives going are to embarrassed. just. Yes. Oh, our wives are definitely embarrassed, even more so than usual. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. But this is um this is your realignment uh, episode, uh, the UIL realignment uh, emergency pod. I think I think you get better better um ratings if people if you say they're an emergency podcast. So this is an emergency podcast, but like a planned emergency podcast. I don't know. It's weird. Um, for UIL realignment twenty twenty two, which has been out now for it's three seventeen, so it's been out. Uh, for th- uh, six hours and fifteen minutes because it came out at nine oh two, uh, I got the email at nine oh two. Yeah, what's um, up with
1: that, man? Oh, we gotta, you gotta send an email to Doctor Elza and be like, what I'm gonna the heck? write a
0: letter to the UIL. You should um, write
1: a, letter, a strongly worded letter to the UIL.
0: This uh, this is your realignment episode. Uh, we are going to break down each and every classification in the state of Texas uh, of the newly released district alignments across the state of Texas. This really is like uh, it's nerd Christmas. Um, and <laughs> and what I think yeah, is so is. funny is this is a day that like you and I have extremely different relationships with this day than like coaches. There's a lot of times where big football things that like we actually are like really on the same page with coaches. Like we're at football games and we're like, hey, football's pretty great, right? Even Mm -hmm. if they're stressed out, they're coaching football. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not one of those times. We think this is awesome. And most coaches are just like super tense all day.
1: Yeah, there, there, uh, there's a little lemon booty for sure with some of the coaches, especially like at eight thirty, eight forty five, and it's about to happen. You know, we weren't at Birdville this year. Obviously, I was not at Birdville for reasons, you know, involving my health. You guys were not at Birdville because of, you know, I sent you guys all the Canadian weather. Um, yeah. But if you remember, you know, a couple of years ago when we were there. Like at 845, oh. the, the tension in the room is really palpable. Like there is a lot of nervous energy in that room because, I mean, this can make or break guys' livelihoods. And, and, and it's, it's weird to put it that way, but, you know, you're, <laughs> people, people lose their jobs over realignment if they get the wrong district.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's true. Like, it's. It, it seems like over. Like, it seems like we're we're really like overselling it, but we're not. I promise you. Like, this really matters to coaches, and coaches know the stakes of what they're up against. And so it's it's really fascinating. And yet, you and I are just here, like, oh, this is fun. All right, we get to look at these things, and you know, we're like on the complete other. Like, there's no there's no stakes for us. We're just like we're going to cover the games regardless. <laughs> we're, we're
1: like, this is fun. Look at all these new districts. This is awesome. You know, oh, isn't this, man, great? this is yeah. great? Yeah, yeah, are we're we're, um, we're having. Some- with it,
0: <laughs> so uh, we're on. So, so I apologize to coaches if we're going to if we're going to talk about fun, because uh, because uh, that's what we do here on the show, and we may just uh, we're just going to do it uh, anyway with this new UIL realignment. Or, to go class by class. But before we start, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. And Matt, sup? We have a guest fun fact of fun fact of the week. This scares um,
1: me greatly.
0: So we have a we have a mutual buddy, uh, the Pride of Parker County, Nolan Ruth, Nolan Ruth, um, who has a podcast called. He does. Uh, Oh, geez. I was on his podcast and I forget the name of it. Um, this is, this is, that's very mean. I'm sorry. It's an excellent mm. podcast. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed being totally wrong about Alito's district on his podcast. Thank um, we all.
1: I, apparently Tim <laughs> Buchanan also agreed that we were all totally wrong, but he, yeah, he didn't exactly. call me out personally. He called out Carl. So, you know. That's funny. Ooh. You can
0: call out. You can call Carl
1: out all you want.
0: <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, uh, it's called uh, Parker County Sports. Uh, is mm-hmm. the name of the podcast. Uh, I was on it with him. We talked a little bit about realignment. Uh, but he sent me this fun fact, and he said to put it to you. And so I will. So here we go, Matt right. up. Who are the only three Fort Worth ISD schools who have not made the playoffs since 2000? The only three Fort Worth ISD schools that have not made the playoffs since 2000. Diamond Hills mm
1: Hmm. Uh, let's see. I want to. Uh, I want to say Carter Riverside, but I think they made it. Carter Riverside is two. Okay, they didn't. Okay, Carter Riverside's two. Okay. Um. It's not Northside. They made it recently. Um.
0: Is it Western Hills? It is not. Would you like one more guess?
1: Yeah, I mean, let me let me take one more run at this thing. Um, it's definitely not Polly because they made it recently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mighty um, Mighty Parrots. Mighty Parrots. Um, uh, let's go, Pascal.
0: Ding 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 ding. Ooh. That is right. Uh, shout Think out Brian Pascal Curtis they're
1: in six A. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Shout out Brian Curtis of the Ringer. Uh, but uh, Pascal, 4th f- Carter Riverside, and 4th Diamond Hill Jarvis. The only three 4th IST schools that have not made the playoffs since 2000. Thank you, at real Nolan Ruth, uh, the godfather right. of Parker County Sports, for that. What's up, Nolan? Texas swat High that School out football. To half court right there, swatting that out to half court. <laughs> Texas get it, get it High School football fun fact of the week. Come and by the way, it, if you would like to submit a Texas High School football fun fact of the week, you can just DM it to me. My DMs are open, uh, and we will see if Matt Stepp can swat your question out to half court. Love you, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew. Let's get into it. Uh, let's get into the 2022 uh, UIL realignment. Uh, the alignments are out for the next two seasons of Texas high school football. Before we go district by district, class by class, and whatever, um, I'm interested in your overall thoughts uh, on, on on unwrapping the package. When you took a look at everything, um, you've now had about six hours to really digest it. Uh, what are your What's your overall takeaway from from this this particular alignment?
1: We talked about this privately in our, in our DMs. Uh, we were we were talking, and I think the the thing that, that I noticed the most was that there, there's a lot of chalk, and, and chalk being that that there is um, a lot of the same from 2020 to 2022, especially uh, in 6A, uh, really mm-hmm. in, in the metro areas. There wasn't a lot of change, other than a few schools moving up or down. But the the core of a lot of districts remained the same. But when the UIL made some changes, man, they they really threw it threw it out there and made some changes. So so the the changes that are made are are really interesting and and really um, are going to change the landscape of Texas high school football for the next couple of years. So yeah, I think the way yeah.
0: that I put it was that there were no boring changes. Like there were no like oh they just shifted from District Six to District Five. You know what I mean? Like instead it was like hey what if we took the best team one of the best teams in the state and we put them on the other side of the bracket? Like that'd yeah. be fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, which they did with uh, in a couple of regions. They did that with or with uh, a couple of classes. They did in four A Division two with Carthage, and they did it in one A Division two with defending champs Uh They threw them on the other side of the of the bracket. And I, I keep I keep using this example um, whenever I've done interviews. I'm like ima- the reason you have to think about that is like imagine if like the Milwaukee Bucks suddenly played in the West. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're switching. The, you're, you're fundamentally reshaping things, and so. It's just huge do- doings, but I think that you're right. I think overall, especially at the big classification, especially six A, um, it's pretty it's pretty ho hum. Like it's pretty like ho hum's wrong way to put it, but like we the teams we knew were coming up, kind of got put in relatively predictable places with a couple of except, couple of small exceptions, mm-hmm. um, but then we were able to you know, but then when there were changes, they were like shockers and there was like whoa like big yeah. moments like that so that's why i think it's going to be so fun about about going through this okay so here's what we're going to do uh for each we're going to go each division each classification each division and we are going to have five different things that we are going to ha- we're going to put together one is a headline one is a winner in realignment who won realignment in that classification one is a loser who did not fare well in realignment one district of doom and one must see district game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you. Those have to be from separate districts. District of Doom and must see district game have to be from separate oh districts. Gosh, are you serious? I know. <laughs> let me
1: see. Gonna, I, I tried. Let me, let me go through. i you gonna throw right? your
0: prep off. <laughs> I think I tried to, t- to keep them separate. Okay, that's and fine. We'll do our the, best. Well,
1: there's one I know I can already see I didn't keep separate, but you
0: know, we'll, we'll do our best. It's me okay. Too. Uh, we will start with the largest classification class six a, uh, and in class six a, let's start with your headline. We kind of talked a little bit about the, the chalkiness, but if there is a headline outside <laughs> of relatively chalky, what is, what is your headline up
1: 16 districts in region four. Um, mm. th- that was the thing that jumped off the page at me when looking at, at the, 6A alignment when I when I first got it is, you know, I, only, I really only expected to see one 16 district in class 6A. And that was the Little Southwest Conference because of geography. Well, you look at it and you go to region four. There's not one, not two, not three, but half the region mm. is 16 districts. And, you know, for the Laredo schools, they they get their own district with Del Rio and Eagle Pass and then you have the two Rio Grande Valley districts, which are two sixteen districts in thirty-one and thirty-two. So 30, 31, and thirty-two, there's only eighteen schools in those three districts. So um, the balance of power. That so what happened was you you, you kind of got you know twenty-six, twenty-eight, and twenty-nine all are nine-team districts. And I, I thought. There were the UIL could have potentially done a little bit better job with, with balancing things out a little bit as far as the size of the districts. You know, for example, you could shift drip, dripping, you could shift Buta Johnson or Dripping Springs uh, south into District 27, and then sending Laredo over into 31, and kind of shifting some <laughs> things around. I think they could have done. Uh, I, I personally would have done a little bit differently there. So um, the good thing about that is those schools, because there are so many 16 districts that they have scheduling partners for week four and week five. And I think for the most part, everyone has their schedule filled, except for I think Eagle Pass for some reason still uh, is looking for a game. But you know, such such is life when you're trying to find fill five yeah. non district games at that at that level.
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, for me, I think that that I think the the big headline for me is what didn't happen? Because there was a lot of things that we thought could could come down and could be major kind of ground-shifting maneuvers in Classics. We thought, as you mentioned, Laredo and the RGV may be forced to merge and and kind of take three districts and and fit into two. You know, that didn't happen. We thought that Fair ISD, maybe they get consolidated back into one region, right? They stay and move back over to Region 3. You know, that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. Um, You know, we we thought there was a, a few different other places. We thought, like, maybe Highland Park is going to get sent to like Rockwall, or, or maybe they? Hey, who knows? Maybe they get sent to region. You know, get sent down to to uh, uh, to the uh, district of Doom, like right in mm-hmm. District Eleven Six A or something like that. It's like no, no, that didn't happen either. You know, it was a lot of the things that like we tried to predict as like potential seismic shifts, and they just really didn't come about. Like they just didn't. You know, in a lot of ways, yeah. they just didn't. Like they they more or less were didn't didn't happen. And so for me, that's kind of the big the big storyline here. Is, is I look at this and I say, in many respects, these are teams that, um, you know, what, what didn't happen, what didn't come to fruition in Class 6A is almost more notable than what did. Um, you know, look, it, we're still going to break down the fact that, you know, Highland Park could have a second round matchup in the playoffs with Denton Geyer, right? That's pretty big doings. But in the end, what we, what we thought could really shake up 6A just kind of didn't happen. Yeah, and, it
1: didn't. There wasn't a and, lot of change. The core, the cores of most of these districts stayed pretty intact, which makes yeah, it easy they, for us when we're, we're breaking yeah, things
0: down. Right, exactly. So they go. All right, I need you to pick a winner in Class Six A as far as their realignment is concerned.
1: You mentioned them. I think Highland Park's a huge winner here. I mean, they mm-hmm. they could have gone any other direction except the direction they went would have resulted in a lot more trouble for the scotties uh, for the scotties as guy frazier says um as you know they go north with allen and plano that's that's tough they go east with with the Rockwall schools and mesquite horn and those guys that that's tough they go south with the soto duncanville and cedar hill that's tough and instead they they go west with richardson and irving isd uh primarily for the most part and then they, they get thrown in with dallas jesuit who's just right down the road there so um I think they're a huge winner in this alignment because they they jump up to six A and, and they're probably going to be the 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 favorite in that district uh, for the next two years.
0: Yeah, I think that they they have certainly had a pretty a pretty darn soft landing. I think that there's there's no real doubt about about where they ended up landing. It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I would take a look at a district. You know, I'll I'll kind of go go bigger picture here. Um, I will say that if you are a team like um, if you let's put it this way, I look at what was district 13, district 13, 6A, which is the woodlands, uh, the Conroe area, uh, things like that. Um, they lose, um, you know they they drop a couple of teams that they were that they were used to having and 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 what they do is they pick up teams like New Caney uh, and promotions like Cleveland things like that to me i think they ended up like what ends up happening is i think that they have a a pretty a much more manageable district there in district 13 and you know being in region 2 as a Houston team I think it ends up being okay for them. Um, I look at what they were able to do as far as uh, real M is concerned. And I would just say, yeah, I think the district, you know, from, from their perspective, you know, the Conroe School District, Grand Oaks, and then and, and College Park and stuff like that, I think it's hard to really argue that that they they ended up on the, on the wrong side of things. You know, they end up dropping, um, you know, basically they just ended up, we knew they were probably gonna get some teams added to them and to yeah. end up having New Caney and I believe it's Porter and um, and Cleveland added to them. Uh, it's like, uh, no, yeah, no, not Porter, but just it's New con- Caney. Caney Creek. Caney Creek. Yeah, Caney Creek. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're the Woodlands, you're like, dude, I'll take that. Like we yeah. knew- we knew we were in a position where things were going to get added. Our scene was going to change. The fact that it changed like this, I think that's pretty darn good if you're the Woodlands. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about if you're if you're there. Um, all right. Time to pick – I hate this word, but it's time to pick a loser. Who came out on the short end of the stick as far as 6A is concerned?
1: Uh, I'm going to stay kind of in that general area, the, the North Houston area, and I'm going to go with Waller here.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Waller,
1: Waller moves up from class five uh, A to six A, and, and I think they were kind of hoping maybe that they would get thrown in with with Brian and maybe maybe the Conroe schools, that kind of thing. Maybe it would have been a little softer landing, but instead they get they get paired with Klein ISD and Tomball ISD in, in a in a really tough loop because you know the Tomball schools have really taken steps forward the past couple of years. You know Tomball was a semifinalist last year. Uh, two years ago, Ball Memorial uh, made a great run. I think they finished 12-1, uh, and 1, lost to Cedar Hill in the third round. And you talk about the Klein powers, Klein Oak, Klein Collins, Klein Kane, great football in Klein ISD. Mm-hmm. Waller is is jumping into the deep end of the pool here in 6A in a really tough
0: district in 15-6A. There's a few different places I could go, and so I'm going to cheat and do two from two different parts of the state. One, um, and this is maybe flying under people's radar, Buddy, let's talk about Haltom. Haltum got a very tough draw. You remember last year the past few years they've been in district 3. District 3 has been mm-hmm. uh Trinity kind of the dominant power then Weatherford had some nice years North Crowley was pretty good last year as well. Boswell was the third playoff spot on uh, team but they were a team that was, you know, uh, they had a tough year last year but they were on the on the verge. They were finished fifth place basically in that district. They were competitive. They, go, they were, they were competitive. competitive exactly. They now uh, get dropped square into uh district 4 where they're going to deal with the Keller teams. The Northwest Eaton, uh, you know Byron Nelson and and uh, um, and Eaton out of D, uh, North, Northwest I see, and uh, and oh yeah South Lake Carroll, no big deal. Um, that is they went from in my opinion this is me saying they went from fighting for fourth place in that district to they're going to scrap and claw for every single game to to be in a position to be playing for a playoff uh, spot on in week eleven. You yeah, know what I mean? They have
1: to hope they probably sweep the killer schools you
0: know
1: that's exactly him the other other three games are gonna be real tough for them
0: the other one for me buddy we knew they were moving up but uh who boy for both buta johnson and dripping springs this is this is about as hard a landing as you can have like welcome the 6a boys they get dropped into 26 6a with uh lake travis and with Westlake. uh Pretty good brutal. buoy
1: team as well. In a good
0: buoy team, I yeah. mean they this is this is short this was worst case scenario for them. Um, yeah, this this was tough. You know, I think Buty Johnson,
1: they were I think talking, you know, the folks over at Butted Johnson, I think I think they were thinking they were going to be south in, in that district twenty seven, which geographically would have made sense
0: yeah you know it would have yeah the, yeah maybe they get sent to kind of san antonio and stuff like that but but in the end um in the end they end up going and getting dropped right into the crucible there in in with with west lake and and uh and Dr- or lake travis and Bowie. gonna be gonna be tough doings there so there was there is that okay next up on our list what is your district of doom what is your what is the district that you're going to be paying most attention to
1: I mean, this is, this is, it's going to be the same district as it's, it's been yep. the past few years, district 11, six, a, I mean, you've got obviously Duncanville and DeSoto headlining things, Cedar Hill right there in the mix, a rapidly improving walks of Hatchie squad mm-hmm. who, who's going to be in the mix. And, and I think, uh, you know, Mansfield and Lake Lake Ridge played a freshman quarterback last, last year. I think Lake Ridge is, is a team to really keep an eye on that could challenge as well. This is still a really good district and a, and a lot of fun to keep an eye on. And I, I think, uh, the UIL keeping this group together. You know, the Mansfield schools are probably a little disappointed. I think they were kind of hoping they would go with Arlington, but the UIL mm-hmm. kept Arlington and Grand Prairie together. So, uh, as as always, eleven six A is, is is always an easy choice. But uh, there's three or four other potential districts of doom that, that that could be out there as well.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do want to um, I do want to you know say that yes, you're right. To be clear, you are right. They are very those are very good districts. But what I will say is when you take a look at, um, there's a couple of other places. I think, District 5 6A, they decided to keep Geyer and Allen and Prosper together and basically didn't touch that district, which is yeah, just n- added
1: uh, Rock Hill, I believe. Just so. added Rock
0: Hill, which you want, which, you know, I mean, I think about a loser. To, <laughs> they, yeah, they had to, they had to know that that was, um, that that was coming, right? I mean, there, yeah. there was really, there was really no doubt that it was, that that was going to come down the pike. Um, but yeah, that was, um, that was certainly something that, uh, that is, is, is noteworthy. The other one that I would say is you take a look at District 21 6A. Uh, twenty-one six A 21-6A remains mm-hmm. very difficult. They basically just add uh Beaumont United in there, which another hard landing for a promotion. Uh, the mm-hmm. other one, hey, nineteen six A man. I was just gonna Be- say nineteen
1: six A with with Katie and Tompkins, and then defending state champ Pato and Single Ranch, who had a turnaround year last year. That's a that's a good district as well
0: yeah exactly so uh, there, there's plenty of choices for for tough districts there uh, in class 6a what is your pick for let's just say let's just say you've, you've got to pick one non-district or one district game that you can attend uh in 6a which one are you going to
1: this was tough i'm, I'm gonna go to katie um mm-hmm. katie pato and katie let's let's see how the uh i called katie pato at the state championships last year um katie and baby blue well yeah They'll get to play the the Katy and Red uh, here in, in this in this district game. So I, I think Katie and Peyto, uh is the district game that I'm looking forward most to seeing, just to see how Peyto, um handles playing the uh, the, the Legacy School in Katy ISD.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that's a, a pretty pretty darn good choice. The only you know the only other one that I would maybe throw out there, I mean that that's a good one. There's plenty of other ones to choose from. Um, I would say, as far as new matchups are concerned. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly interested, you know, we mentioned the, the, how, how dripping Springs is going to bow up with teams like Westlake and like Travis. That's something that certainly caught my eye. Um, you know, just because there wasn't a ton of change. That's one thing that certainly keeps an eye on. I'll say this, I'll go a little off the board. I'm very interested in how Pflugerville Weiss, uh, makes it into 6A. Uh, you know, they're moving up to 5A Division one. had a fantastic year last year. They're going to draw – they get in that Central Texas district with Temple. Hutto kind of gets the uh, – they get the heave-ho out of Central mm-hmm. Texas. It gets sent to Region 2. We, we Temple, knew a couple
1: of Austin schools would, would make a move, and, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: Weiss and Hutto were the two – that
0: did uh temple and pflugerville weiss i'm gonna say that one is gonna be very interesting it'll be a real measuring stick as to how of weiss is handling uh the move to 6a so uh yeah i'm gonna go with uh temple and pflugerville weiss there's 6a uh 6a was pretty chalky 6a there wasn't a whole lot to report on to 5a division one matthew mm-hmm. um uh what's do, <laughs> i don't know what's your headline here matt uh, I I put on my notes
1: shifting regions, and mm-hmm. I, and I think when you look at the the landscape in five A Division One, the first thing that I notice is you go into District Four in Region One, and you see Colleen and Belton in Region One. Yeah, not completely unheard of, but the past few years it's unheard of. You got the three Colleen ISD schools who dropped down from six A, and Lake Belton, the new the new Belton school, in District Four. Um, So that's going to create some interesting uh, bi-district matchups with District 3 for sure, which is from a travel standpoint. And then I go over into District 8 in Class 5A Division One Region 2, and I see Port Arthur Memorial, Mm -hmm. LaPorte, Barber's Hill, Baytown Lee, Baytown Sterling, Goose Creek Memorial, and Crosby in Region 2.
0: Yeah. This is that's crazy to me. This is a perfect example of the UIL not having to change much and still going like when they made changes, they went buck wild. Yeah, like I mean, how how
1: how how is this for a buy district? I mean, we could see Crosby versus Lancaster in the first round of the playoffs. <sighs> yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, you know? I'm down. I feel I feel bad for whoever's got to make that travel <laughs> in by district, but yeah,
0: yeah, I mean.
1: That's the kind of thing that we're going to see in in, in the play, early in the early rounds of the playoffs. So and, I, I think that's intriguing.
0: And to feed off of that, what I think is the real headline in five A Division One is I think I think the balance of power has been I don't I think the I think five A Division I think Region Two is still probably the deepest and best region, mm-hmm. but it's not a runaway like it has been.
1: No, region, um, region one's
0: going to have something to say because you remember. Think back to our last realignment. All we did was marvel about how they piled all these great teams into region two, right? They piled Denton, Ryan, Frisco, Lone Star, Lancaster, uh, Longview, uh, you know, College Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Magnolia schools ended up being really good. I'm certainly missing somebody else. Now there's been a little bit of a bit of an abandoned ship there, and. Cool the two regional finalists are gone. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: in Region one college stations in region three.
0: Yeah. And so they split up. And so I think that they've kind of diluted the power a little bit. And so now I think there's still no doubt that the left side of the bracket region one, region two is the mo is the, the power nexus. But like, it's not like there's, Oh, it's region two. And whoever comes out of region two is going to be this runaway favorite. Like that's just, that's not the case anymore. And I know we're saying, you know, the, the by the way, the, the reigning champion came from region three to be clear, but mm-hmm. it is just something that I thought was really interesting. Looking over this stuff was like, wow, like they really kind of kicked some of those teams out of region two and, 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 kind of spread it out a little bit more, which is going to make it a little bit more fun. I think.
1: agree. You know? And then you go to um, region three. Yeah, I mean, I mean huh. you taught shifting regions. I mean, Smithson Valley Bernie Champion region yeah. three schools so I have Smithson I've Valley
0: in region three makes
1: my brain hurt yeah I mean so and then you go into region four and and I think you look at region four and uh why not why not Edinburgh Vela there's two Rio Grande Valley districts now I think the the half the region is the Rio Grande Valley now and you look at district 13 and and, and you have Laredo schools and suburban San Antonio schools I you know I think region four as, as it has been the past two years 100% up for grabs especially because Flower Flower the defending regional champ Flower Bluff is gone as well. So, Region 4 totally up for grabs. Let's get weird. So, love love the regional shifts here in 5A Division 1.
0: Yeah, I think that this is where this is where the most intrigue maybe lies in this alignment. Maybe one more region we'll get to, but I think that you're right. Let's put it this way. If a Rio Grande Valley team is going to make the semifinals, like it's gonna happen in the next two years because the alignment is such that they make up half the re- half of five A Division One, right? And you take a look at District 14, the Corpus Christi region- district. Mm. Corpus Christi vets ain't going anywhere. To be clear, Miller's still there as well, the Victoria schools as well. But I'm saying that there is just a lot more there's a lot more room to operate for a really good Edinburgh Vela team. Or if, uh, you know, (laughs) how how about Harlingen South? South. They
1: were were 10 and 0 in six A last Harlingen. East East.
0: Harlingen. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Harlingen South is going to be a a player in this region as well. So it's,
0: it's, it was pretty shocking. Five, a division one is kind of made me my jaw drop. All right, let's go to a winner. Who is a, a team that you think came out on top on realignment uh, in five, a division one.
1: How about in District 9, the Galveston Ball Golden Tornadoes?
0: Oh, buddy.
1: I mean, they gotta be oh. feeling pretty good about things. They they go from a district where they were with Angleton and Manville and Friendswood and, and you know Foster, Fort Bend Hightower, who's now in 6A, but they were they were playing those kind of schools, and now no offense, but they get a Houston I eighteen Houston ISD district with, with several opt-ups from division two to division one. I think if you're Galveston Ball, I mean, you're probably not, I mean, let's just be honest, you're probably not going to win a playoff game, but you got a chance to run the table in district and really establish, get your program on solid footing. So (laughs) I think Galveston Ball has got to be super excited about this realignment.
0: Uh, To that same point, I mean, you look at a team like, um, I'll, I'll throw that same thing in there. Think about think about Houston Milby and Houston Wisdom. And I know they're not going to contend, right? They're not going to contend for the state championships. But to that same point, think about the fact that they were in the district with Payto, Hightower, Manville, Angleton, oh, God, Foster,
1: I was in there too.
0: Uh, Richmond, Rosenberg, Terry, who was not a bad team last year, like all those teams. And now it's Houston ISD and it's Galveston Ball. And you're like— mm-hmm guys like we can actually get some footing here you know what i mean like that's like be competitive exactly right that's that's certainly one thing to keep an eye on. um you you mentioned them a little bit earlier uh but uh but i would say uh, uh actually you know what no i'm going to go off the board uh i would say i think that uh there's there's pretty good reason to believe that middle lothian and red oak had pretty good realignments um, I think when you take a look at, at where they were last year, they were in there with the, um, uh, with, uh, Colleyville heritage, Mansfield summit, right. Uh, things like that. They end up going, uh, they end up kind of, uh, shifting out of there, uh, and end up in district eight. Oh no, that's not true. They, they, end, up, uh, they four. end up district, district four, four, district four Four with the Colleen schools, uh, Lake Belton who could do big, cause some problems, Cleburne, Granbury, Waco, like that's a lot more manageable, a lot more of like for Midlothian and uh, especially for Midlothian, who was a a playoff team and went three rounds deep last year. I think Midlothian's looking at this and being like, we can do some damage here. We can, we can make some noise. And by the way, like I know we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, what's in what's looming in district three. But, you know, outside of what's in district three, if you can plan things out in a certain way, you could make a deep run here in region one. Sure. For sure. Uh, Um, so I would, I would look at a team like Midlothian and say that I, them and Red Oak, I think, landed pretty pretty well there. Um, all right, what is – give me a loser. Give me somebody who you think came up on the short end of the stick.
1: Man, I feel bad for Fort Worth South Hills. Oh, <laughs> brother. They're the only Fort Worth school in 5A Division One, and they just got thrown into – I mean, yeah, Alito and Denton Ryan, obviously. But you look at this district top to bottom, and Hazel, Bertles, and Centennial – the colony, Northwest, Brewer. Woof. Yeah. It's gonna be a long two years for the Scorpions, and unfortunately. They they just that's I d I don't know if there's a bigger loser in any classification in the state than South Four South Hills. It, it's, it's brutal. It's gonna be a tough go.
0: Um, I will go with the promotions from District 13, 5A, Division 2. Leander Glenn and Georgetown Eastview. Guys. Welcome to Class 5A Division 1. Uh, here's your part. Here's your welcoming gift. You get Cedar Park, College Station, A&M Consolidated, Georgetown, Hendrickson. Um, have fun. It's going to be tough. Yeah, That, it's a that tough, is a tough district. Brutal district. 3. Brutal a district. Very tough district. What's your, what's your district of doom in 5A Division 1? So I'm
1: going to go a little off the board because everyone looks at District 3 with Alito and Denton Ryan, and, uh-huh. and it is a very good district, and District 7 is very good. I'm gonna go district two. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I think top to bottom, this you look at district, this, this district one through seven, and there is not a there's not a gimme game in this district. This is a district top to bottom that is gonna be competitive every week. You add in Abilene High and Lubbock Cooper, who was a semifinalist last year in 5A Division Two. Abilene High, a very good 6A program to a really good district with Lubbock Coronado, Lubbock Monterey, Tascosa, Amarillo High, and Caprock. I think district two, five, a division one is going to be a blast because every week there's going to be competitive football in this district.
0: Every team except Monterey made the playoffs and Monterey was basically a game away. Um, And Monterey Monterey is not, they were not a bad team. They were, they they weren't, they were a solid team that you, you didn't want any piece of. Uh, Yeah. I think you're right. I think district two, five, eight division one is going to be a lot of fun. You know, you know, Abilene, you know, one of the big questions coming in was going to be about, tra- about where they go. Um, certainly a decision to send them West, uh, to, uh, Amarillo and Lubbock and, mm-hmm. uh, it'll it'll have major ramifications um i i think I, I might go with a place like district 11 college station Adam consolidated georgetown cedar park's not going to be down for long um or 10 10 uh, because remember uh one of the things that i think is so interesting about this uh district 10 you know manville and, and richmond foster and angleton all stick together they add in the magnolia schools in magnolia magnolia west that's pretty brutal pretty very, darn very tough. good programs there give me one non-district game you're, or one district game you're excited about
1: uh, i'll take the chalk here and go alito and denton ryan i just what? feel like it's way too obvious of a pick yeah. to go go against here I mean,
0: you yeah know. if i were going to be different i would say maybe like longview and lancaster uh who you know by the way we're flying under the radar is lancaster's you know getting out go there if you want to talk about like swings from like going from a district where you're the best team by a pretty kid clear margin to right into the thick of it, Lancaster certainly had a swing. Um, but I would say, yeah, I think that you're, you're fooling yourself if you think it's not Alito Dent, Ryan. That's the big showcase matchup in 5A Division 1. And Absolutely. a 100 and, one, at least 103 game district winning streak is in serious, serious peril uh, starting sometime <laughs> last in
1: last team to beat Alito in district. Those mighty Everman Bulldogs.
0: Here we go. All right. What's up, what's up Nolan Ruth? Five, 5A division two, 5A division two. What is your headline here in 5A division two?
1: 5A division two. I would have to say the headline is going to be the coastal bend and Rio Grande Valley merger in district 15, 5A division two. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, we we were wondering, you know, talking to coach Brent Davis and uh, Gregory Portland and C- uh, coach Steinbrook there at flower bluff. We, we, we knew they were they were they were kind of going out on a limb by by not opting up this time, and they were they were going to be on an island. So we we were wondering where would the two coastal bend schools end up, and I, I think it makes sense for them to end up in in the Rio Grande Valley, and I, and I think it's it's good for those guys to um, for for their travel standpoint, and I think their their playoff path uh shapes up to be pretty good here in in five a division two region two. I I think they've got a great shot to to make quite a bit of noise, so. Uh, For me, it's it's it's, uh, Gregory Portland and Flower Bluff getting merged into a a district with four other Rio Grande Valley schools.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a headline. You know, the other thing uh, for me. Would maybe be this is where you're going to see a lot of new schools, um, uh, schools that we haven't seen in a while, you know, either we haven't seen in a while, or you know that were that are going to be keep an eye on. Killing Chaparral, one of them, Komal Piper, uh, Frisco Emerson, Richmond Randall. There's a lot of newcomers here. Uh, but furthermore, I would also say that there wasn't necessary, but you've also got some high some high profile. Uh, "Quote unquote promotions from 4A as well. Like there's a there's a new new blood in 5A Division Two with Argyle and Melissa. But plus you you know you you add in teams like LBJ which are opting up, right? Um, those types of things are going to be very interesting to keep an eye on going forward. There's a lot of new blood here in 5A Division Two that is going to be uh, particularly fun to watch. Who's your realignment winner in 5A Division Two?
1: I got to go with the we, 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 You just mentioned them, the Argyle uh-huh.
0: Eagles. Oh I mean, yeah. It this, is been, a, hello, it uh, been, this is a soft uh, landing for them.
1: could have been really rough for Argyle, and I'll tell you what, they got a draw because, no offense to anyone else in 3 5 a Division II, but Argyle is going to be a heavy favorite to win the, to win this district because you, you get drawn in with a brand-new school in Frisco-Emerson, Frisco Memorial who's only uh, four years old, still kind of getting their footing, a Frisco Independence program who is basically getting gutted by frisco emerson uh mm-hmm. you get lake dallas who's really struggled the past few years denton high has struggled and then a Carrollton Creepview squad that did make the playoffs last year but they made the playoffs against fort worth isd competition so mm-hmm. uh i think argyle gets gets is a huge winner here because they could have they could have gone a couple other different directions and had much tougher district draws so i, I think todd rogers is very happy and he's in region one and Region one is 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 a manageable region. There's there's no mm-hmm. reason why Argyle couldn't couldn't be in the mix for the regional
0: title. Um, allow me, make sure I got this right because I'm I'm working on a couple big documents. Okay, um, I'll stay in Region one for my winner, Uh of heritage and even Lump Grapevine there too. Um, you know they were uh, a team that we knew was dropping down uh, a few different places, and and I mean when you're talking about DFW and especially where they are. There's a lot of places they can go, and a lot of them are bad. Like a lot of them are places yeah. you don't want to end up. And for them to land with Fort Worth ISD is a gift. And oh, yeah. and in my opinion, even with Argyle, even with Argyle and and potentially Wichita Falls Rider looming, you want to talk about a winnable Region One, like. Absolutely winnable there in, yeah. in Region One. Um, sure. That is for me. Collegeville Heritage got an extremely generous draw uh, with, with how they they could have landed a few other places that would have made things a lot worse. Uh, they didn't. They do not have to deal with that. That's that's a gift. I think for for them, They're really, really, mm-hmm. really good for them. All right. Agree. What about the other side of this? Who who are we feeling bad for today?
1: I feel bad for Joshua. I, you know, there there was a couple of scenarios where Joshua potentially could have been aligned with the Fort Worth ISD schools instead. They get drawn into a brutal District 5, 5A Division 2 that includes the likes of Mansfield Summit, who was a 5A Division 1 semifinalist the last two years dropping down, Ennis, Midlothian Heritage, Corsicana, Burleson, and Everman. This Mm -hmm. is a really tough district and and a candidate for a district of doom. This is a really good district, and I I think – if you're Joshua, Joshua, you just got to be shaking your head right now because they really got a, a rough, rough draw.
0: They got a rough draw. I'm gonna go. Maybe you know. Maybe this might surprise some people, and and certainly they're not gonna be scared of anybody. How about Fort Ben Marshall? Okay, Fort Ben Marshall uh, goes travel, out. The
1: travel is tough. If, if the, anything, the travel the gets tough.
0: suddenly very difficult. They go from. I mean, let's be real. They go from a district where they were they were king. You know what I mean? Galena Park, they had a nice year last year, but Galena Park and then Houston ISD and then and, and Willowridge, I mean, they were the king. Nobody really tested them. Uh and so uh that is for me something that I am I'm looking at for them to go from there into a really tough district P and G and Nederland are not going to be particularly fun to deal with. Texas city was really strong last year, right? Um, there's some good programs there that they're going to have to deal with for them. It's whiplash like to go. It's not just that they, a didn't have to travel much and B were better than almost everybody in that district by a considerable margin. It's that they're now going to a district with some teams that can compete with them. And that trip guys, that trip to, to nature, to groves is not fun. No, that's a two-hour drive.
1: Yeah, it's all the way across Houston. That's a that's a tough drive
0: for uh, for a, for a program that doesn't doesn't do that a lot. So that would be one that I uh, look at. All right, Matthew, give me your district of doom.
1: I'm going to go District Ten, Five A Division Two. I, I really like the looks of this district. I think it's going to be very top, very top heavy with mm-hmm. with Brenham uh, moving in. You know, Brenham gets moved over from the Austin area. Uh, perennial playoff team there. Uh, Brian Rudder under Eric Izar has has turned things got gotten things going, made the playoffs last year. Huntsville was down last year, but I don't I don't expect the Hornets to be down very long. And you got the two Montgomery schools who who were very good last year, the last couple of years as well, especially Montgomery High. So uh, I think this is a really good district, top to bottom. And I, and I think Richmond Randall,
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: you know, even though they're a new school, I, I think they'll be competitive right off the bat.
0: I think that you're right. There's been good sign. There's been good smoke coming from Richmond Randall in their infancy. Um, you know, of course, Brian Randall is the coach there. Uh, he he knows he's knows the way around football program. Keep an eye on them early on. Um, I would also, for me, I will go District Seven, District Seven Five A Division Two, um, Lucas Lovejoy and and Dennison. You know, remain the same here, but then you add in some high profile additions, most notably Melissa. Uh, they. You want to talk about another program, another team with whiplash? Mesquite Potique goes from Dallas ISD to here. Uh, Crandall is a, a program that I think is 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 really trending in the positive direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princeton, uh, this is a good district, top to bottom. And there's going to be there's about six playoff quality teams for only four spots here that's going to make this a really fun mix and that's not that's that's if you know a team like Greenville doesn't figure it out you know there's a lot of really fun in teams here Terrell uh gets added in promotion for four division one um this some five a division two is going to be fun all right Ter- give me Terrell
1: w- might be going man this, this is a, this is a not bad not a bad district <laughs> considering who they've been playing with. yeah with losing, you know, they, they were Argyle and Paris and Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Terrell might be going, hey, this isn't so bad.
0: Yeah, we can handle this. Uh, all right, give me one district game you're really looking forward to.
1: How about, I'm going to go down to uh, Central Texas. And I, I think Leander, Rouse, and Belton is super intriguing. You have Rouse, who's got the great quarterback and has had a couple of great years um, under the, under Coach Mann. They, they should be a, a strong ball club again this year. Going up, going up against a Belton squad dropping from six A all the way down to five A Division two, but they still have Belton has a senior class that still basically is a six A senior class. So I think that's going to be a mm-hmm. really fun fun game to watch to see if Belton can uh, swing the balance of power over over their way.
0: All right, I'm going to be I'm going to be a hipster. I'm going to be a hipster with us. I'm going go to go the District one, and I'm going to I'm going to pick a couple of teams. I am really excited for the round robin between Canateo El Paso Chapin, and El Paso Andrus, who were not in the same district last year. In fact, they were in three completely separate districts. Uh, Chapin's dropping down from two, uh, from D1. them. But those are three teams that at one point or another could have laid claim to, like, we're the best team in El Paso last
1: year. For sure, for sure. Um,
0: and now they're in the same district, and they're going to duke it out. I think they're probably the three best teams in that district. You know, uh, Burgess has been known to up and, and, and have a couple dudes, so you never know. But mm-hmm. that triumvirate right there of Canateo, El Paso, Chapin, and Andrews is going to be a lot of fun out there in, in, in the Sun City. Uh, should be fun to watch. All right. Uh, we're through 5A. We're 47 minutes in. This is going great. Um, <laughs> 4A what, what Division 1. Now.
1: 90, 99 minutes? Is that I said we're 100 doing?
0: minutes, basically. we Are okay, going to get to 100 fine. minutes? I think that is a lock. Um, all right. Well, uh, 4A Division 1. 4A Division 1. Matt Stepp, what's your headline?
1: Headline here is uh, it's a little thin in Region One once again. As oh, you look boy. at Region One, and there are 20 schools, five teams each in four districts. Uh, so, um, the 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 depth is not quite there in, in Region One, but it should be inter- entertaining once again.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a that's a fair uh, assessment of, of what's going on uh, for 4A division one I would I, I would look at what kind of what's going on with the uh, again kind of shifting regions uh, you know uh, uh, you know you look at China Spring uh, you know g- getting lumped in with Stephenville and, and La Vega we thought that Stephenville was a team that could go west they end up going back south to the, to the Waco area um, Corpus Christi, Cal Allen Um, going down to the Rio Grande Valley, Brownwood flipping to region one. Um, That is for me, the headline is uh, again, a little bit of of upheaval in the regional breakdowns here um, that there's, there's kind of shifting sands as far as that's concerned Uh, before, you know, that that's certainly something to keep an eye on. I think that's going to be really fun uh, uh, to watch how it all ends up working out in that regard, because uh, these seems, you know, look, you're thinking, okay, what's the big deal about Brownwood going to, you know, Brownwood, you know, going over to region one like you know what's the big deal well really in a lot of ways they're just taking on a n- whole new group of teams like a whole new teams that, like teams that they haven't seen in quite a while if mm-hmm. they'd stayed with stevenville it's like okay well we're used to seeing some of these teams as well um there's new bedfellows here and that's what makes four a division one i think really particularly interesting okay give me a realignment winner in in region one or i'm fine for a division one how about Port
1: Lavaca Calhoun? I think the Sand Crabs came out pretty good because they get they get they get to uh, away from Cal Allen and Alice and Rockport Fulton moves up to uh, division uh, Rockport Fulton is in there as well, but you moving up from Division one, but you get away from Alice, you get away from Cal Allen, you get away from Miller. and I, I think Calhoun in, in dist- this new dist- district 15 is going to fare quite well and maybe uh, off the bat be the favorite to win the, win the district right, right off the top. Uh, so I, I think Richard Whitaker's got to be really happy with this alignment.
0: I think that you're right. And speaking of teams that can can be pretty happy with this alignment, um, I think they're doing cartwheels in Salina. Um, I think again, you know, they oh. to, to to move up uh, from four A Division two to four A Division one, and to end up landing with Dallas ISD, a new a new uh, Frisco team in Carrollton Ranchview. Um, that's a yeah, dream. And by the way. Look at that region. Uh, now, now, now. Here's the thing: the region is goes through one district. I'm sure we'll talk about them in a moment. But <laughs> you want to talk about being a heavy favorite in your district and being able, you know, there's again, it's a relatively thin region. Um, that's going to be. They're going to have a chance to make some noise. I think for Salina, uh, as a team moving up, that's pretty darn good. If you can move up and land right there and kind of get your feet wet in district play like that in four division one. Mm-hmm. pretty darn good um i, I, I think they've they've got to be pretty happy with, with how things turned out all right give me a team on the other end of the who are we feeling bad for in four division two uh, Division don't, One, other. don't
1: feel great for san angelo lakeview they go from a four-team district they were guaranteed to make the playoffs they they add brownwood and lubbock estacado and, and lose fort stockton so fort stockton goes back down to division two and they pick up brownwood and lubbock estacado not liking that trade if I'm Hector Guevara and then the San Angelo San Angelo Lakeview Chiefs at the moment that's a pretty tough draw and I, and I think they're going to be a, a a team that's universally picked to finish fifth and out of the playoffs
0: um yeah that's uh that's no fun I there's a few different places I could go you know one team that we were we were particularly high on this past year was San Antonio Kennedy san antonio kennedy had a great year they're dropping down uh in fact they're dropping down a full classification from 5a division one to 4a division one um you know they go they win their they they make the playoffs for the first time in a long time um rock is feeling good and uh hey why don't we just toss you in uh with uh with bernie and fredericksburg and somerset and uvalde um that's pretty that's pretty tough to go yeah. from you know kind of the comforts of San Antonio and to those teams that you're you're right there you know I would say you know the, the programs that have a similar kind of profile to then go in and play teams like Bernie right out of the, right out of shoot in Fredericksburg that's a uh, that's pretty tough there for uh, for uh, the, the Rockets there of San Antonio Kennedy I thought that was a pretty pretty tough draw mm-hmm. all right give me a district of doom
1: uh, this is easy District Five for a Division One. Mm. Uh, Hmm. Why is that? I mean, you know, you got two state champions. No big deal. China Spring and Stephenville. No biggie, right? right. I'll just toss okay. in Waco, Waco, La Vega for grins as well. Oh my gosh. So.
0: the La Vega one was what really put it over the top for me. Yeah. I see China Spring and Stephenville. I'm like, oh, okay, like I guess. And then I was like, oh my god, remember them? Like remember La Vega?
1: Yeah. You know, La Vega. They're they're only you know just a elite program as well. And, and I and I have a feeling they're they were really young last year. I, I have a feeling La Vega is going to roar back next year. So keep an eye on the Pirates.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's the, the case. By the way, if you want to talk about another team that, and we did, we kind of projected this. In fact, I want to go back and look at your uh, mockery LM, But a team that that ended up on the short end of the stick, but uh, but Jacksonville, um, welcome that you get the drop down. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. The bad news is you get Chapel Hill, Kilgore, Lindale, good Palestine team, Henderson. <laughs> Henderson's
1: I mean, improving. That's yeah, the brutal tough
0: draw. Um, I'm gonna go. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're right. The answer is five four A division one. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting too cute, uh, but I will also say let's give a little bit of love to um, to what we've got uh, cooking in District three four A division one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know you've got Dumas. You're adding Duna, Dumas Canyon, Herford, and Pampa stay together. You're adding in Canyon Randall, uh, a playoff team from a year ago in five A. Not not too shabby. They're in in, no. in five four A division one. All right, not give bad. me give me one uh, non or one district game that you are really excited about
1: hmm let me think on this one. Hmm. Oh, you know China. don't Springs. think too hard uh, yeah yeah this this don't don't overthink this china spring stevenville is the game
0: yeah that that is and and so much so that i think that might be it only, okay i'll throw one more out there uh we haven't we haven't mentioned them but uh uh how about leander rouse uh getting into or uh i'm sorry yeah uh i've I, I moved up to five for i'm sorry I, I don't know why why i did that um one other one that I would I would look at as far as four A 4A division one is concerned, uh, you know, new bunk mates that could be could be fun. Uh, keep an eye on um, perhaps the team. Uh, perhaps like let's see how Wichita Falls can do this year. Is a team that's dropping down uh, there for kind of their swan song. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that for. Yeah, for four A Division one, I, I thought they got a pretty a pretty interesting draw there with Springtown and Decatur, uh, teams that I think they can contend with. I think they're trending in the right direction uh, there under Coach Freeman. So keep an eye on that one. I would say that keep an eye on on, on kind of that that trio at the top. Um, you know, I'll, I will also uh, be very interested to see when Andrews and Lubbock Estacado go at it for the first time. That'll be, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Two to four A Division one. All right, to four A Division two we go. What is your headline in four A Division two?
1: So, looking at four A Division two, the biggest thing that jumped off the page to me was again regional shifts here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you start you start here with with Carthage moving from Region three to Region two, and then Quero moving from Region four to Region three. I think those those two things are are the huge headlines here in this region because th- that completely shifts uh, how we look at potential playoff brackets and playoff matchups.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that there are massive shifts there. You know, obviously. With Carthage, you know, going over to Region Two, that really, I, I, like, I just can't put it any other way. It's like the Chiefs going to the NFC. Like, it just yeah. changes things so much. And to um, a lesser
1: extent, how about Aubrey moving over to Region Two? That's, yes. that's interesting as well.
0: And Glen Rose going from Region Two to Region One, they kind of switch mm-hmm. places with Aubrey. Uh, that is notable as well. Um, I would say one of the things that I keep an eye on. You know, you mentioned Region One of four A Division One being small. Take a look at Region Four. Um, yeah, only twenty teams there in Region Four. Uh, including a fourteen district sixteen. Um yep. there is, you know, there's it's small doings uh, uh, down there. And especially, you know, look, now that Quero has kind of cleared out there, um, one has to wonder, you know, who's gonna be able to step up and, and kind of grab that. Um oh, District thirteen probably the power nexus there, with especially with Wimberly and Navarro, that may be in fact the game for the regional championship. Uh they may see each other twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that if you're, if, you know, you took a look, take a look at Region Four, and it it became, especially with Aquero moving out, wide, wide open uh, as far as uh, as far as Region Four is concerned. Uh, give me a winner in realignment in Four A Division Two for you.
1: How about the Roughnecks of West Columbia dropping down from Division One into Division Two, and they drop into a good Division Two district with with Belleville and Lamarque and, uh, and Sealy, but there's no Carthage in Region Three. Mm. And I think if you're West Columbia dropping down from Division 1 you got to be feeling you got to feel pretty good about that.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think that's an excellent choice. Um, I think they've, they've kind of landed pretty well. Uh, you know, you mentioned Aubrey, I think Aubrey's a pretty good winner here as well. Cause you know, Salina leaving, uh, they, you know, they, they are now over, over into, uh, to region two or region one, which I think is a more manageable region. Um, I think they, I think they landed pretty darn well. Um, I would also, you know, a little bit off the board here. Uh, but, uh, can I interest you a little bit in what Gainesville's got cooking now? Gainesville, I thought, had a really nice draw here, um, with you know, because the the past couple of years, you know, they're they're dropping down. If you didn't know, they're dropping down, mm-hmm. and and you know, it was it's a tough go for them in four A Division One. They drop down to four A Division Two. They do land in Region Two, which is not optimal, but uh, I think that they're a team that, uh, you know, as if you're going to land in Region Two. Uh, this is probably, you know, maybe where you want to land. Uh, you, you get to get away from those teams. You can get some traction here, which was probably unlike what you were doing with the Hershey springtown district Lake worth up there in region in, in division one. So I thought Gainesville landed. Okay. Um, and yeah, you know, I actually don't your buddy, Mike Peters out there in, um, out there in, in Fort Stockton. Uh, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. hate his draw either there with, uh, you know, a uh, Monahan's Pecos, uh, a lot of travel, but there's always going to be travel involved out there. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate four draw. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty solid. Um, all right. Now, who are we feeling bad for? Who, who's, who's a loser here? It's, it's tough to really find a huge loser here. I guess if I had to really
1: squint, I would say Pittsburgh and not because mm-hmm. they got the same district draw, but they're potentially looking at a bi-district matchup with Carthage. And that's, you're, you're looking at, Tough, tough sledding there. I mean, they're they're going to need to try to pull an upset in district play over Gilmer, Liberty Isle, or Pleasant Grove to get out of that number four spot and not and, and avoid having to play Carthage in the first round of the playoffs.
0: I'm going to go with Graham. Um, so uh, everyone's going to be talking a lot about Wichita Falls Hershey getting sent west, and I understand that. Uh, but Graham has to make many all of these same draw uh, drives as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, they have to play Hershey and Midland Mm -hmm. Greenwood and Snyder and Sweetwater a lot of travel a much more difficult district you know compared to what they uh compared to what they won last year in District 3 uh you know kind of the 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 ground shifted underneath them in District 3 4A Division 2 and they are suddenly heading much farther west and they are playing some pretty darn good squads most notably Hershey uh so yeah I think I think maybe Region 1 is a little bit weaker but I do think that they're they're division or th- their district rather is pretty darn tough so that is something i'm keeping in eye on um all right give me a a, a district of doom in 4a division 2
1: you were just talking about it district 3 mm-hmm. 4a division 2 for me for my money it, it is the district of doom and I, I you look at this district all five teams made the playoffs and if memory serves all five teams won at least a playoff <laughs> game last year uh, so this is a really, really strong district that um, there's there's heavy travel as well. But I mean, if you look at one through five, when, when these two, te- you know, when these five teams do actually start to play district games, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And so I think that that's going to be uh, the most interesting thing about this district is it's one through five and the, the depth and the talent in this district is really good.
0: Um, I would maybe throw in a district like District 9-4A Division 2. 9-4A Division 2 uh, is, is largely, uh, it's largely the old 11-4A Division 2 uh, with West Orange Stark, Hampshire, Finette, and Silsby. And then, oh yeah, we're going to add Jasper, just for funsies. Uh, drop Jasper right in there. That's a pretty deep district. And, and West Orange Stark's, I think, going to enter as an, uh, as an understandable favorite. But then that battle... Those the next five teams for three playoff spots with like Jasper, Hampshire, Annette, Silsby, Liberty, and Bridge City. Dude, that's going to be a war. That's going to be those are those are teams that I think are going to get after it. All teams that that I think you know have a claim for for one of those playoff spots. So nine four Division two is certainly one of the deepest playoff uh, deep, deepest teams. All right, now what is your must see district game?
1: I'm going going down to Region four and that Wimberley Navarro matchup. I mean that mm-hmm. that that thing uh will probably not only decide a district championship, but there's a good chance they meet up again. They met in the regional finals for a couple of years in a row there. Good chance they meet in the regional finals once again uh this year because Wimberly and Navarro are two elite elite programs.
0: Yeah, I I might go with something like Hershey and Hershey and Snyder or Hershey and Graham or, or something like that. They're in in three four division two. It's easy to go with a game like uh, you know, Van and Carthage. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, it, we had it last year. We'll get it again. Gilmer and Pleasant Grove uh, in District Seven. Uh, I think there's going to be a, there's there's a lot of really fun kind of dist, uh, top heavy districts here that are going to be uh, fun to watch. You know, you mentioned West Columbia. Um, I would say that uh, you know uh, I would say that uh, their games with Belleville and Sealy will be very telling as to exactly how far they're they're able to go. So um, yeah, I think that that's that's pretty uh, pretty fun to keep an eye on there in four division two. Um, you know in an, an interesting uh, cl- class that again they didn't change a ton it's one of those things that you just take you just, you just take a, a district number and you subtract one but but certainly big doings uh, there in four division two all right on to we're an hour in uh, on to 3 uh, a division one 3a division one what is your headline here Matthew?
1: Looking at three A Division one, I, I would say the biggest headline for me is just the fact that Region two remains a monster. It's oh God, relatively unchanged and still incredibly strong. Um, you look at you look at Mount Vernon, the, the defending regional champions. Uh, you've got teams like Gladewater uh, in there. You've got Grandview and West um, in there as well. You've got Mahia down from Four A. You got Malakoff. Um, this is, you know, Tatum under Whitney Keeling is going to be re-energized, just a really, really strong region. So I think region two relatively re- remaining unchanged and remaining incredibly strong.
0: I think that the the big, you, you mentioned the word unchanged. If there is a district or if there is a class that is the most chalky, it's 3A Division I, um, get this. There were no region changes for any existing three A Division One teams. Nobody changed regions. Like you got, you know, Franklin joins, right? That doesn't crazy. count. What I'm saying yeah. is that the teams that were in three A Division One that stayed in three A Division One, they they're all in the same region. That's what I think is so interesting. This is a chalky, chalky, chalky draw here. Uh, so it's you know, we'll have, we'll have a little bit of fun here, but there's there's not. To be real honest, there's just not. A ton of things to say about three division one that ha- we haven't been talking about for the past couple of years. Um, who is your realignment winner here?
1: How about Joe Dale Carey and those Hondo Owls How dropping down Jodell from Carey. Class Four A? Um, they had a rough year last year, but uh, twenty twenty was a great year for Hondo. They won a district championship last year, and so I, I think Hondo uh, dropping into District fourteen they should be very competitive right off the bat. Um, and not only have a chance to win their district, but you look at Region Four and Three A Division One. Uh, it's been kind of wide open the last, last couple of years. I mean, Ashley Pickles High School won the region oh. two years ago. So why, why not the Hondo Owls? And so I think Hondo is a big winner in the, in this realignment.
0: It is with a deep regret that I announce that my winner in realignment is the Lano Yellow Jackets. Oh God, um, oh I gosh. know Pickles going to be insufferable, but man, even more than she already is. At, let, let me ask you a question. Look at look at region four and tell me who you are absolutely sure is gonna beat Lano. Who you're absolutely sure is gonna beat Lano. No. Nope. Right? Where's nope. where's the team? Like, you know, look, Edna was pretty good last year, right? You know, Edna is good. Goliath's had had years where they've been great, right? And um, yeah, Jordan 10's had good years before, but like you look at region four, and I think for Lano, they have got to be I mean uh, for for you know to lo- to drop Lago Vista to no longer have to deal with them, um, I think they are doing cartwheels in the Hill Country. I think mm-hmm. I think for Lano, this is a tremendous draw, and they're gonna be they're gonna be an early Region Four favorite. Um, on the other side of this, what is your who's your three A Division uh, one uh, loser?
1: I'm going to go with the Metro Dallas schools. So we're looking at District 7, 3A, Division 1. Not only did they get put in a, in a nine-team district, but the the charter schools plus Dallas-Madison get put in a district with Grandview and West. So mm-hmm. uh, May Pearl's been solid as well. I mean, I, and Whitney's been... I mean, it's going to be tough for any of those five teams to make the playoffs. They, they may be kind of fighting for fifth place in this district.
0: Um, I'm going to go with... My losers in realignment are... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh it's 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 the rest it's it's the collateral damage in district 11 uh 3a division one mm-hmm. is like we're all focused and we're all going gaga over the fact that oh my gosh franklin and lorena unbelievable so so much you know so much star power and like little river academy and like cameron yo and rockdale and mcgregor all there and they're like Hey guys, like we're here too, we and they're just like these. It's, as well. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like Godzilla and King Kong are fighting, and they're just like, hey guys, could you pay attention to us too? Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty tough. Like that's a brutal draw there to to get Franklin dropped in their lap. You know, another t- another team that I would say that that got a pretty pretty rough draw. You know, teams that were uh, that we we knew were going to be on the move, uh, but uh, Iowa Park and Vernon uh, to be dropped in there. Uh, not only some travel out to chuscola but when you get there jim ned's waiting for you Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. no fun there in 3a division one rapidly
1: improving breckenridge squad as
0: well yeah breckenridge as well so tough doings there all right what is your district of doom in 3a division one
1: uh i'm gonna there's gonna be a lot of talk about 11 3a division one and rightfully so i I think 11 Mm -hmm. 3a division one is just absolutely loaded You, you look at franklin Lorena. uh one through that's a 17 district one through seven that's a brutal brutal district every week it's going to be a bloodbath in central texas with with
0: those teams Dude, troy finished in last place in that district and like troy is a good team
1: (laughs) a lot of other districts and they're they're challenging for district titles
0: you're exactly right um just to be different um i will go with 12 3a division one Uh, which, which stayed entirely the same, but Yoakum, Howitzville, Columbus was the power nexus of region three, uh, last year kind of looks like it'll still be the region, the, the, the power nexus. Um, I, I keep an eye on them. Uh, we haven't mentioned this, but, um, you know, we, we, there was some thought as to whether or not Brock was going to go West. They did Mm -hmm. not. They ended up basically staying the same and, you know, all hunky dory there for them. So anyway, that's uh, certainly something to keep an eye on, uh, out there. Okay. Well give me one non district game you're fired up about. Or one district game. I keep saying non district.
1: I mean, it's uh it's gotta be Franklin and Lorena. I mean yeah just, you get two state champs going up against each other. Um in in a great game last year, they that's that's the, that's the that's the game to watch
0: yeah you know we we mentioned we mentioned a little bit earlier that in 3a division one there just wasn't a ton of change uh this is a, a, a obvious, uh obvious you know obviously different from that uh but i think that you'd be silly if you're not looking forward to franklin lorina it should be a lot mm-hmm. of fun uh, all right okay on to 3a division two we go uh, I'll you, 3A Division. I'll
1: give, you one, I'll give you one more
0: yeah i park and jim ned yeah, I'm interested in Iowa Park and Gymnet. Iowa That's Park and uh Gymnet is interesting. You know, a drop down taking taking on, on, on a, a perennial power there in Gymnet should be fun. All right, three A Division two, Matthew. What is your big headline?
1: Big headline in three A Division two is a familiar tone. And I think much like in in three A Division one, I, I just I look at this setup, and, and I just don't see a ton of change. I, I see, for the most part, these districts kind of remaining fairly, fairly intact from what they were were the last realignment. So, uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's 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 minimal change in three A Division two.
0: I would say, I think you're right. What I would say is is that it's the little details that are making things a little bit different. For example, um, you talk about a team like Edgewood, which was a district, which was a, a playoff team uh, a year ago. Uh, they get bounced out to Region Three, and they're in with West Rusk and Arp. Like they go from having a pretty decent situation to um, nightmare. You know what I mean? Uh, to go there to you know to, to flip over from region two to region three is is pretty pretty brutal. Uh, teams like Wascom, right? Wascom is now getting uh, getting Dangerfield dropped in their lap. Elysian Fields kind of the same way. Um, you know, those are things that that I, I keep an eye on. It's these little changes. There's not these big seismic shifts, but the little things have added in and become uh, made this into a particularly difficult district or a dif- uh, difficult to project uh, division two. Uh, not huge seismic changes like we saw in five a division one, but little things that are enough to keep you really intrigued. I think there's more than what we saw in three a division one, uh, but there's less than we saw in five a division one. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, give me a realignment winner here.
1: How about the Wall Hawks? We haven't talked about Wall in a couple of years, and dropping mm-hmm. down from Division One—a brutal Division One district with with Jim Ned, Breckenridge, Early, Clyde—really good teams. They drop into Division Two, and yeah, Ballinger and, and, and they they keep Early, but in Ballinger's been solid the last couple of years. But I look at Wall's district and I look at their playoff path, at least the first couple of rounds. I think you got to be feeling pretty good if you're a wall Hawks fan. I, I think wall is going to be a big winner in this alignment.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that that's a, that's a good pick. Uh, I think that for wall, you know, early to a certain extent as well, uh, has got to be feeling good about, about how things, how things shook out for them. Um, I would look at a team uh, and part of it is just like uh, part of it is, is addition by subtraction. Uh, but I think uh, Lexington is pretty darn glad that Ro- that Franklin's gone. Uh, you know, Lexington's a program mm-hmm. that's had, had great success uh, in the past. Uh, they basically more or less, let me see if I can compare real quick. They more or less just kind of keep the same district and just drop Franklin. And it's like, Okay, deal. Like yeah. buy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly take that. Mm-hmm. Um I they would replace, uh
1: they replaced Franklin for Elkhart, and no yeah. offense to Elkhart, but that's a trade you I'll, make. I'll, I'll take that trade.
0: That's a trade you make. So I think for Lexington uh, to now, in my opinion, uh, you know, Rogers ain't going anywhere either. But for, for Rogers and, and, and Lexington, two teams that I think have to be feeling like we can win this district. And, you know, Region 4 has got a couple teams that we'll be talking about. One i will be talking about in a minute. But um, but that is, I think, really, really interesting. Um, I think they've got to be feeling pretty good about how things shook out. Give me a team on the other end of this. Who are we feeling bad for in three division two?
1: Man, tough draw for Hughes Springs. You look at you oh. know like, Mustangs have been solid the last couple of years and and they get a district that includes Wascom, Elysian Fields, and oh by the way, we're going to throw Danger Field in the mix as well. It's that's a really in a and a harmony harmony team that that has been very solid as well in recent years. So really really tough draw for Hugh Springs in district 11 3a division two
0: um yeah same thing for you know the rest of those bunk mates in in there that's 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 pretty tough I would also um like you know we, we mentioned him a little bit but like how about Brady okay Brady goes out there, four and one regional semifinalist last year. Have a great year, and now they're just like, hey, by the way, uh, Wall and Early have showed up to your uh, to your door, and they'd like to party. Like, exactly. that's tough. So those are teams that we feel like are, uh, are maybe came out on the short end of the stick. There. What about? Uh, let's talk about districts of doom. What's your district of doom here in in three division two?
1: I just mentioned it, and I'm going to East Texas. East Texas football at the small school level oh, is unrivaled. And District 11, 3A, Division 2 is just going to be a bloodbath every week. with Harmony, Dangerfield, Hughes Springs, Elysian Fields, and Wascom. Just a really, really good district with really good football teams every week. And, And a lot of old rivalries that will have big crowds. So... Gotta love District 3 A Division Two.
0: Yeah, I I don't think there's really any other way. You can't even be a hipster about it. It's just it's a it's a brutal district, and I think that it's going to be tough uh, every which way. If you're looking for maybe like a a a you know something to to keep an eye on. you know, it more or less stayed the same, but District 5, you know, a, a lot of those teams, uh, you know, they, they add in a drop-down in Howe, who—I'm who, or no sorry, I have that wrong—but uh, Eastland, Dublin, Millsap, uh, that's mm-hmm. a pretty deep district, uh, you know, with a, a lot of good teams. Dude, Dublin had a really nice year last year. Um, I would also say— uh, look 14 district 14 they add in bowling a team which has had great success in the past they're dropping down to a team to a district that already had east bernard and and Tidehaven. you add in a seven win team like van Vleck. yeah i look at 14 14 3a division two is 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 no kick walk as well so well, um, th- those are those are districts that you can keep it on but i think you're right 11 3a division two has to be it. what is your what is the district game you're most excited about I'm going to go with the rematch
1: of last year's regional final. Um, Abernathy and Lubbock Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be a fun one. I think both teams have a lot of questions, but I expect both to answer a lot of those questions and be very good once again. It was a blast last year when they played in the regular regular season, and I think it'll be a fun game again this year.
0: All right. I'm going to be the hipster guy. I love the it. game I'm most excited about. Oh, my microphone fell because it knew I was going to be doing something so hipster. It couldn't. It went to run away from me. Um... The game that I am excited about, because I think it could really be bo- uh, an interesting situation. Give me Cedar Hill Newman and Palmer. Okay? <laughs> this is in okay. Depth okay. Hear me out on this. This is District 7-3-A Division 2. Cedar Hill Newman is a private school state champion. Mm-hmm. That is—correct th- me if I'm wrong. They're a private school that's transitioning to a charter school? No. Cedar Hill Newman's always been a a, a char- public <laughs> charter
1: school. They just They just played— in a private school. Got league, it. It's um, Arlington Trinity leadership mm-hmm. that is, was, was Cedar Hill, Trinity Christian. At one point when Dion Sanders was there, they have transitioned to a public charter school under the tr- the leadership, the TLC banner. So, Um, Got it. That's the one. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, but Cedar Hill Newman is a private school state champion that is dropping, that is going to join the UIL into uh, a region two that I think we all agree is kind of gunner. And then who else? Like holiday, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Is Newman a team that can be a challenger in region two? I think we'll find out whenever they take on a Palmer team that was a district champion last year and a good team. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be their measuring stick and we'll find out a lot there. Uh, You know, it may be much ado about nothing, but that's certainly, I think they're the most interesting team in, in, in three division two, because we just don't know how they're going to, to, to settle in. Uh, but they've certainly got a little bit of pedigree. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on, move on to two A division one to two A division one. We go, Matthew, what is your headline? The headline here is the lack of regional
1: change because, we were wondering if Marlin and Mason, two schools kind of on those fringes when it comes to regional cuts, might make some moves. And Marlin and Mason stayed in their regions. Marlin stayed in Region Two uh, with a different district, but with uh, in in Region Two. And Mason, uh, probably to their chagrin, uh, mm-hmm. remains in Region Four, where they'll eventually, if they want to make a playoff run, will have to deal with uh, the likes of Shiner and Refurio
0: yeah i think that you know the only the only thing i would i would say in regard to that is in region four you're right it stayed about the same but like the uil basically exercised their option to like use the the concho valley wherever they need it last time around they needed them in region four they needed cristoval ozona sonora in region four now they've moved them over to region one um Things like that, you know, kind of similar situation with Coleman Goldthwaite, San Saba. They've kind of shifted them over to Region One as well. Those are the types of things that, like the 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 like the it really is interesting. And I'd love to sit down and 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 have a conversation with the software that does the realignment and ask them like when you take. Yeah. When you take a look at, at the Concho Valley, like, do you use it like where you need it? I think that they looked at it and they're like, well, region four is pretty full and region one's kind of thinning out, We should probably shift them over there. You mm-hmm. have to think that's the way that they think about that. Uh, But that was one thing that I thought was particularly interesting there uh, that, yeah, you know, a lot of this is going to be about the teams that are still in their own regions. Marlon's still in region two, Mason's still in region four. But a lot of this is also about like them maneuvering teams that, because remember for a while there, we were looking at Cristoval and Ozona and Sonora and talking about them and saying, man, that is, you know, in region four, they were, they were really dangerous. They were, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that was, uh, you know, outside of China, Refurio, they were like the second best group of teams, you know. And now they're shifting over to the other side of the bracket. Anyway, interesting, maybe a little to me. Who is your two A Division one uh, realignment uh, winner here?
1: How about the Coleman Blue Cats moving into Region Two and mm-hmm. District Five from Region One, and they they kind of get to avoid uh, the likes of Stratford, who's d- defending two A Division two state champs. Uh, Post, who I think it, who will be much improved this year, a really good Sundown squad. Um, you've got Cisco and Anson in the big country, and then the defending regional champs, the Holly Holly Bearcats, who eliminated Coleman in the third round of the playoffs last year. I think Coleman moving over to Region Two um, has to feel pretty good about their draw and, and a chance to to do some damage here in the playoffs once again.
0: You know, one team I think that's got to be that's got to be pretty happy with the way the things shook out is probably a team like Korg and Camden. Corgan Camden is a team that you remember last year, you know, the past couple of years, they've been in the Newton district. Uh, mm-hmm. they're in three A division two, uh, you know, taking on, you know, new Waverly was a really good team last year too. the, the, didn't talk about enough they were a playoff team but because they were in that part of the state where they were basically dealing with east texas speed every game like it was yeah. just eventually there was a ceiling on them well now they get drawn into they drop down to division one I. I think they get a pretty decent draw there with centerville uh you know norman g kind of that Brazos valley area they get there they will have to do with tempson in in region play but i think that region three you know we've talked about it region three outside of tempson it's there for it, it it's, there's there's room for another contender, and maybe it's a team like Corgan Camden dropping down, which has been solid the past couple of years. Maybe dropping down is gonna do some favors for them. I think I that's agree. that's all that's pretty interesting. All right. Uh who are we feeling bad for? Two A Division One, who uh who got the short end of it?
1: I feel bad for Three Rivers. Three three rivers went seven and five last year, but you look at this district, you got Ganado, Kennedy, and then oh by the way, Shiner and Furio. I mm. mean, who <laughs> No. Tough draw for Three Rivers in this one. It's gonna it's gonna be a a, a fight just to get fourth place in this district. So okay. rough draw for I've, Three Rivers.
0: I've got two. One team which doesn't want or need my pity is Marlin because all the talk for all the talk we had, Matthew, about oh is Marlin going to Region Four? Is Marlin going to move to Region Four? That'll be crazy. if They did. Uh, they look. They, they sit there in Region Four. They stay in Region Two. And you're thinking, whew. Okay. Well, things are okay. Uh, we will we'll we'll be just fine. Look a little closer, guys. They shifted over. They're in the district now with Crawford. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was that a that a regional finalist a year ago? semi
1: I believe that was the regional final last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are suddenly now district bunkmates that for Marlon, they got to be like, well, we avoided maybe getting thrown into the the fireplace, but like, we're certainly getting splashed with embers here. Marlon got a, this is a tough draw for them. The other team, and this is, this is part of a twofold here. Oh buddy. And, and there's no way around it, but we got to talk a little bit about our buddies. The Anthony Wildcats.
1: Oh man, there's it's tough, there's <laughs> tough scene for those guys. <laughs> there's,
0: there's. Okay, so for those who don't know, Anthony is it, it is the westernmost team in Texas. Mm-hmm. They are in El Paso. They're in fact, they might be like, if it's possible, like west of El Paso. Yeah, they, are, they um, are west
1: of El Paso. They're west of
0: El Paso. I thought I had yes. that right. Yes, they're they west are. of El Paso, and. There's there are three A division or there are two A division one team. Uh, now they are. They were a three A division two team. They're dropping down. Mm-hmm. And guys, to say they're on an island is the understatement of the century. Yeah. Um. And so when we talk about the fact that Anthony is getting dropped into a district with uh, who they end up with, uh, Reagan County, Cristoval, Forsan, ozona and Sonora. Guys. Guys, Anthony to Sonora is six hours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's. No, I'm, I'm not trying to laugh. It's 400 miles. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is a a very tough draw. Think of it from a football perspective. That's a tough district. Yeah, you know, like that's a tough district. You add in that travel to it. I mean, for Anthony, this is just. Boom. There's no good way. There's yeah. no good options. But this is about the worst option.
1: I, I know in the past Anthony has opted up to. You know, play with you know, in a larger classification just to limit their travel a little bit. You guys gotta wonder how much longer they can keep traveling five, six hours for every single district game. That's it's just, that's brutal. really tough.
0: It is. It's tough. All right, um, give me a district of doom in three, two, a division one.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go district four, two, a division one. Um, mm-hmm. Holly and Cisco are the headliners, but I, I think there's good depth in this district with with Anson, who's always solid, Stanford. Uh, winters and I think uh, rapidly improving Olney and Colorado City ball clubs
0: yeah um, I think that's I think that's pretty good uh, I might be convinced to go and this is only because I'm saving I'm, we're keeping our powder dry for the game we want to see um, uh, 13 to a division one's not bad uh, uh, that's at Brazos Valley, uh, Her, you know, Hearn, Holland, they add in Flatonia, um, mm-hmm. Schulenberg, they add in as well. They kind of merged a couple districts here. That's a pretty solid district, a pr- pretty solid district. Uh, most of whom, let me see, I believe at least five of the seven made the playoffs, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good district there and, and mm-hmm. really well balanced too. There's no real like team that's going to run away with that. 13-2-8 division one is going to be fun. And now Matthew, uh any are there any district games that you're interested in in 2a division one hmm I, I had a hard time finding any <laughs> this <but> is tough <laughs> i settled it for this little little matchup in region four
1: uh shiner and uh riff 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 refurio refurio shiner and refurio those guys oh, yeah okay
0: yeah I could be interested in that. I suppose if yeah. you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> they only played in front of a crowd
1: of 12. They only played at a packed house at Victoria Memorial Stadium last year in the regional finals. And
0: yeah, and I imagine yeah.
1: Refurio uh, will be fired up for that one considering what happened in the Shiner game
0: last year. I wonder where that game's going to be. That it's is going to be interesting. Because I bet oh. if you're Jason Herring, you're begging to get them in Refurio. You like hope for win, this, hope this, this, this year. This year. Yeah. You don't want to go to Shiner. You're like, I want you in Refurio so that we can scream our heads off. They'll be good. Yeah,
1: I should have have Dalton Brooks, but at least least they don't have to tackle Doug this year.
0: That's true. They don't have to tackle Doug. All right. (laughs) 2A Division II, the smallest 11-man classification. Uh, What is your headline in 2A Division II?
1: Far West Texas in Region Two? Question mark?
0: Oh, okay. Let's just stop down and talk about District 5. District 5, this is exactly what we talked about off the top. How there's not a ton of changes in realignment, but the ones that they made, they went buck wild. District five 2 division two, is the most. I think it's the most wild ass district I've ever seen. It's it's
1: crazy because you've got Wink and Ira Ann uh, in there, and El Dorado and McKamey, Um All good teams for the you know for the most part. Ira, Ira Ann struggled in the past, but El Dorado, and Wink have all been very good ball clubs recently. Then you throw in uh, Midland TLC, who is moving up from uh, six-man, six-man, and then you move up Sterling City, the six-man state champs from two years ago, and Water Valley from six-man. So you got three six-man move-ups in this district alone. And the fact that it's in Region
0: 2 is even crazier. (laughs) They took, like, okay, right now, people, I want you to open up another browser tab, and I want you to look where Wink Texas is. Yeah. And now I want you to imagine the fact that they are not in Region 1. Like, they are, like, uh, whatever you call it, like the left, the left side of the panhandle, the New Mexico border, they are west of that. Yeah, and they're in Region Two. Mm-hmm. Like it is nuts out there. What they've, what they've, what they've done there. Uh, re- District Five. That was one that I looked at. I was like, that's got to be a typo. And I, it's funny because I saw Brian Gibson at the Four Player of the Year banquet for Bally, mm-hmm. um, and I asked him about that, and he goes, "Man, you know, as about realignment, you know, uh, of course he didn't know anything." Uh, either and and he was like man you know what it's just weird i like sterling sitting water valley are really throwing me for a loop because i can't really figure out what they're going to do i bet we're with them but like you know who knows what's going to be to send them there and to midland and to el dorado like it is the it's the wildest district um, it's crazy I think that's probably my my headline too. I just, I marveled I I because we had Brian Gibson on. I made a map for it and um and I just marveled at the polygon. I was like, this is you've done it again, UIL, yeah. ridiculous, it's something, insane. Um, all right, uh, who is your realignment winner? How about how about Chilton?
1: Mm -hmm. Number one, they they get away, they get the hell away from Mart (laughs) because Mart just was personally victimized them last year twice. And then they get moved to region four. Yeah. I think Chilton's got to be like, man, this is awesome. We got a chance to really do some damage here. Now, there's still some there's still some landmines in region four, namely Bremond, Burton and Falls City. But I I think if you're Chilton, you got to be thinking, man, this we don't play Martin district anymore. This is great. So for me, Chilton is the big winner
0: yeah, I think that's I think that's an excellent pick. I'm gonna go maybe maybe something that people didn't necessarily uh, notice the first time around. but uh I actually, let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, I really like the draw for Albany. They get away mm-hmm. from Santo. Uh, which was a team, which was pretty clearly the second best team in that district. Um, You know, they, they get away, they, they really get drawn in with like Abilene TLC. No Roscoe was good. And they're, they're Mm -hmm. not a team to be, to be uh, trifled with, but I think for, for Albany, they got put in a pretty decent district there in district six. Now they're going to have to deal. They're going to, they're still in region two and that's not going to be any picnic. uh, But I think (laughs) that they, they've got to feel pretty good about how things ended up shaking out for them. Um, I would also, you know, look out in West Texas, um, you know, did, Teams like uh, Vega, you know Vega and and, and Groover and things like that, simply because of who's not there in Stratford. How about Boys Ranch?
1: Boys Ranch has to make the playoffs.
0: Yes, they do. They have a a legit chance, and they they just got to beat Booker District One. Like all those teams, Booker, Boys Ranch, Groover, Sunray, and Vega have all got really good feelings to good. Like basically, what they did: Stratford moved out, and so they just took Boys Ranch and they moved them in with the what remained of the old District Three Mm -hmm. and. For boys for Boys Ranch, like that's pretty manageable. I mean, Booker was one and eight last year. Um, and was that the were they the team that they beat? Who did Boys I, Ranch beat? I believe beat? that's
1: the team Boys Ranch beat. Yeah. Well,
0: there you go. Now you do it again, you make the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Boys Ranch, big winners here. Uh what about the other side of this? Who is uh who is getting our sympathies in two A Division Two?
1: Tenaha. Number one, they don't have a coach Tough. and they get moved into a district with Alto. Alto drops down from two A Division One. Alto, when Alto's good, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so challenge there, and then Mart stays in Region Three. So now you got to deal with not only a tough team in your district at Alto, but you got to deal with Mart, and you don't have a head coach right now. So Tenaha is the loser for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I would look at a team. I would maybe look at a team like like Fall City. Um, fall city in 14 to two, a division two, everything's bopping along. How are things going? Well, how about you just run into Burton in your own district for really no discernible reason? They just drop them in. This is, I think they're, I think the UIL is just agents of chaos. I think they're like, what if we just took Burton and put them in with fall city? It's a Wouldn't weird,
1: that... <laughs> I'll just go ahead and, and skip ahead. Fourteen two a division two is my district of doom. It's this brutal, a, dude. This is a weird alignment because yes, Burton and Snook and Somerville are all kind of in the Bryan College Station area. Yeah. And they're in a district with fall. Like, Runge is pretty far south. Mm -hmm. Fall Fall City is south of San Antonio. Like, it's a weird, weird alignment. But it's a good district because there's four or five really good teams in this district. It's just like the UIL was like, man, we don't have anywhere to put these teams. Let's just put them together
0: yeah um i would say that uh 14 to eight division two is a good pick for a district of doom i may look at a team uh you know you mentioned district 11 uh with 10 alto price carlisle i think that's pretty tough uh, as well uh and then yeah the, those are those are the ones that i that i would probably uh draw upon um the other one okay so then let's go to what is your what is your district game you're most looking forward to
1: uh, I'm going to go to Region One, District Two. I think Clarendon and Wellington is going to be a blast again this year. Clarendon stunned Wellington last year. A lot of those guys for Clarendon are back for one mm-hmm. more run. Um, I think Clarendon and Wellington is going to be the game, one of the games of the year in the Panhandle this year.
0: You're wrong. You're wrong because there's one answer and one answer only. Matt Step, we get the Kraut Bowl in District. It's true because Lindsay, if, yeah. if you didn't know Lindsay's dropping down. and this is by the way this is not a surprise that they got aligned with munster they're right next to each other but We're Lindsay is dropping down to two do division two they're in the same district with munster good district too santo's in there too mm-hmm. uh you know celeste had a nice year last year it's a good district um but yeah we get the kraut bowl in district for all for all the sauerkraut we get it
1: we, we, we need to have that on thursday night so you can show up oh my would, gosh would, please would you show up in leaderhosen if they played on thursday
0: I am not at liberty to answer that question (laughs) because this is – a recorded setting. Um, <laughs> all right, let me let me run through some uh, some six man real quick. One A Division One, One A Division One. My big headline is that they have kind of consolidated the the the, the power here. Uh, they take uh, May and they drop them into a district with Jonesboro. They take Turkey Valley. They drop them in with Spur. They take Westbrook. They drop them in with Hernley. They take Borden County. They drop them in with Rankin and Garden City. They've really consolidated the power there in One A Division One. As far as a team that I think won realignment in One A Division One. Uh, a few different places that you could go. Or teams that I think came out on top include, uh, you know, overall, you know, I I would look at a team like St. Joe. St. Joe was a nine and three team a year ago. Uh, Their their draw I think got a little bit easier uh, with uh, with what they were able to do Uh, last year. They were in there with Newcastle. Newcastle is no longer there uh, with them. That is a team that that St. Joe. I think they've got to feel like they're they're doing well now. They traded in. They basically go east uh, to take on on uh, uh, you know, t- with teams like uh, union Hill out of Gilmer, but I would say that St. Joe has got to be feeling pretty good on one, a division one on the, uh, on the other side, you know, Borden County, that's a super tough draw, you know, to go from region one to region two and to get dropped in there with Rankin and garden city, that's no picnic Leverett's chapel got a weird draw as well. They move from region two to re- or region three to region four. Uh, and they are, uh, down there in, with, uh, with, uh, you know, high Island. There's a lot of travel there. Uh, it's a strange situation, of uh, for Lever Chapel, but they kind of needed somewhere to go, and, and that's going to be a lot of travel uh, for them. Uh, Jonesboro also dro- dropping it with May is going to be tough uh, as well. A uh, District of Doom in 1A Division One. Let's go with probably 12 1A Division One, which didn't change, but uh, but Abbott Coolidge or uh, no, actually, you know Abbott Coolidge is pretty tough. Aquila as well, especially if Aquila can get its wheels back on. It's got to be May Jonesboro. You had in Alomita, which was a team that that went to the playoffs again last year as well. Santa Ana was on the cusp as well. Westbrook and Hermley is a pretty tough district there as well in uh, in District 818 Division 1. Uh, and a uh, non-district game I'm really looking forward to, uh, probably Rankin and Garden City. Uh, you know, welcome Rankin and Garden City and, and then Borden County, you add in that. You know, heck, add in Sands. Those are four playoff teams in one district, which in six-man football is pretty crazy. 1A Division II, the headline is, again, just the major shifts in, in the power nexus, specifically because the defending state champion, Strawn, has flipped over to Region 2. I mean, that's so massive. They also moved Throckmorton over from Region 3 to Region 2. Oakwood moves to Region 3. They moved Balmoray's district Balmoray do you know this Balmoray's in region two now which is nuts um it's another kind of wink situation where it's like look where they exactly. are on the map and and mm-hmm. say whoa that's that's a little bit different um but yeah strong moving over to the other side of the bracket is uh it's pretty seismic um that's something certainly to keep an eye on uh in 1A division two and really reshapes the way that things uh work out as far as teams that I think got the got the better end of the deal um let's see who can I pick out here you know, I actually like the draw for Bluffdale. Bluffdale is a is a relatively young program here in um in, in the six man ranks. They're still getting their their uh, feet underneath them. Uh, the past couple of years have not been kind to them, um, but they are, I think, uh, starting to to get out. Specifically, they're moving out of the district with Strawn and Gordon. Strawn and Gordon are gone. Uh, they're go. They basically uh, keep uh, uh they're in with Iredell, Cranfills Gap, and Walnut Springs. That is very manageable for 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 bluffdale they gotta be feeling like they can they can do a little bit of anything right now uh 1a division two boy i do not uh i do not uh enjoy if i'm Bowie goldberg i am not loving life at the moment uh last year things went great nine three undefeated district champions uh things looking good uh and then uh suddenly uh they want to go and uh, drop you in with newcastle and strong uh Woof. Uh, They also uh, moved over to region two as well. uh, So uh, into a tougher region as well. So very difficult draw for them. Uh, District of doom oh geez i mean it's easy to say the strong district because they are the state champion but i will go with actually five one a division two which is essentially it's unchanged but it's motley county and jayton uh, you add in a team like guthrie which i think is a pretty good third place team that might be the toughest district there in one in a division two uh and a, a first uh first uh, rather a, a district game that i am very much looking forward to let's go ahead and dial up mm, i don't know Maybe Lorraine cool. and Blackwell in thirteen one one a Division 1. That's, that's, that, that should be a fun game. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm trying to make sure I didn't forget anything. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, there you go. There's a little bit of six-man talk there for it. 1A Division 1. We did it. And we are we at did. 1 hour, 41 minutes, and 30 seconds. I'll have to over. edit some stuff out. So it might be even, it might be mm. under a little bit simply because I have to edit some of the, the thing, some of my mistakes out. So we'll see. Will it be? It's going to be right on. Actually, Vegas set a very good line.
1: It, so it, it, inc- Vegas knows. It's incredible.
0: <sighs> okay. That was a lot. Yes. Oh, man. Well, but, uh, I guess we'll take some time off because
1: I guess uh, we will, this this was our, this counts as our February step and step. So you know, we don't have to deal gonna, with us for a while.
0: We'll do this in March. We'll do it early March. We'll do some, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably do some realignment cleanup. At, yeah as well as um we'll do that we'll do um our uh coaching changes and things like that Mm -hmm. uh you're gonna have some stuff up on the site about a realignment coming up here in the next couple days Uh, it's already up yeah 10 my 10 thoughts on realignment are up um
1: and then uh yeah we'll have some uh you know now it's time for us to uh pull the curtain back and say, you know, now it's t- almost time for us to start getting ready to get a magazine put oh, together. Dude. We'll,
0: Can I just sleep, please, for like you know, a day? A week, maybe like a week or two. Oh, God, dude. I, mean, between...
1: I, was, I was talking to Will about this. I was like, man, I was like, man, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about the magazine cover and, and getting ready to send emails out to coaches. It's
0: Dude, between National Signing Day and realignment, like back to back, it never gets easier when it's back to back. It's like, oh my gosh, dude. No, no. Well, I mean, at least with uh, National Signing Day, the early signing period has taken a little bit of that, um, a little bit of, of, of kind of sting out of that, but mm-hmm. it's still a lot. So it's like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Anyway, okay, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. I'll see you next month on Tevin Step.